You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hey, hey, everybody. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Welcome to Episode 71. And as you can see from the title of this podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about some Christmas sex must-haves. Now, you're probably wondering, what in the world is the difference between Christmas sex and regular sex? Well, I'm so glad that you asked that question because that's what we're going to spend the next few moments talking about. But before I get into the episode, you know, it's interesting because most of the time when you do a podcast, you don't want to date it. Podcasts are supposed to be evergreen. So people are supposed to be able to come and listen to episodes anytime and still glean from them. And I just want to let you know off the bat that even though I've titled this particular episode Christmas Sex Must-Haves, you are going to be able to take the information that you hear and and apply it to all the other 364 days of the year. So get excited about that. Well, I want to read to you all a DM that I received on Instagram from a faithful listener of the Real Relationship Talk podcast. And let me just say, before I even read this DM, I so appreciate hearing from you guys. I put a lot of time, energy, effort, and I love doing this podcast. It's one of the most fun things that I get to do all week. So every time that I get to hear from you guys, it just lets me know that I'm on target and I'm just so grateful for that. And I just want to ask you to continue to send in those podcasts podcast reviews. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it is super simple to just scroll down to where it says write a review and give this podcast a five-star rating and write some kind words, something about the podcast and how it's meant something to you. So she says, hey, Dana, thank you so much for the things that you say on your podcast. I listen to it with my husband, and although we don't always agree, my husband actually has been asking me more and more lately to listen together. I can't believe that just a few months ago, we were thinking about separating, and now our marriage is getting stronger and stronger by the day, largely due to what we have heard on your podcast. You have such a way of making things sound simple and practical, something that everybody can really use. Thanks again for everything that you do. I can't wait to listen to the next episode. So I just want to say thank you so much for that very sweet email. I love the fact that podcasting is meant to be conversational. It's not just somebody sitting on the other side of a microphone dishing out advice and you all not responding. So the fact that you all take the time to write in and write reviews and send me messages, it just lets me know that you're in it. You're in it to win it, and I'm here to help you as your coach. So let's go ahead and get into this very special edition of our Christmas sex must-haves. Let's go. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you are excited about this episode as much as I am. Christmas is in just a few days. And I understand, obviously, some of you are listening to this episode after Christmas. But again, like I said in the intro, what you're going to hear is going to be applicable to you no matter when you actually want to implement this info. So... 
I grew up in the Baptist church. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you did because I talk about it all the time. And in the Baptist church, a good sermon is going to have at least one or two acronyms. So I grew up basically being able to take any word in the English language and come up with an acronym in 2.5 seconds. And so what you're going to hear today is an acronym for the word Christmas. So every single letter in the word Christmas, it's going to stand for one of these must-have attributes that you and your your spouse are going to need to create a beautiful, intriguing, wonderful sex life. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it. The C in Christmas stands for committed. I believe that the best sex is committed sex. Now, we're actually going to be doing an episode in the coming weeks all about married sex, and I'm going to talk about this in more depth. But let me just suffice it to say that, you know, our culture glorifies kind of like this hookup culture, right? Like these one-night stands, Netflix and chill, just hit it and split it. And that is not the best sex, no matter what anybody tells you. I believe that when you are in a committed, long-term marital relationship, because I'm not just talking about if you're engaged or if you've been dating your boyfriend or your girlfriend for two or three years, that's not what I'm talking about when I say committed. I am specifically talking about married sex. And again, I'm not going to go too deep into that because we're dedicating an entire episode to that in the coming weeks. But I believe that one of your Christmas must-haves, the very first thing that we need to do is we need to be committed about being committed. All right, so that's the first little must-have, C in Christmas. The H stands for holy. Now, before some of y'all write me off, like, what in the world? How in the world can you make sex holy? Or maybe you're thinking, I'm not religious. I don't want my sex to be holy. I want my sex to be a little raunchy. Okay, let's talk about what the word holy actually means. Because if you just take the word holy and you think about it in a religious sense, then you're missing really the depth of what that word is. Of course, we can use the word holy to describe God. We can use the word holy to describe some of the sacraments. We can use the word holy to talk about other spiritual matters. But when I'm saying the word holy here, I mean holy in the sense of it being sacred and the sense of it being set apart. You see, your marriage bed is sacred. The Bible says that your marriage bed should be undefiled. And what that means is that everything that you see on TV or read in Cosmo magazine or watch in movies is not necessarily going to be helpful for your marriage. And so when I say holy, I mean that you need to be able to come into your marriage bed, come into the intimate times that you have with your spouse and understand that you all are creating a sacred act. It is to be set apart. This is why we don't open up our bedroom to third parties and to pornography, which is what we talked about in our last episode. So in order for your married sex life to be, I believe, the best it can be, it needs to be holy. That means it needs to be sacred and set apart. All right, so the R in Christmas is respectful. I am all for trying new things. I am all for going all out. (laughs) I am all for being explorative and being intriguing and all of those things. But at the end of the day, Your sex life needs to always be respectful. If someone is being injured in the bedroom, if someone is feeling like they're being used, if someone is feeling defiled or they're being asked to do things that make them uncomfortable or things that they don't like or that they don't want to do, none of that is respectful. 
You see, a healthy marriage is always mutually beneficial for both partners, and a healthy sex life is going to be mutually respectful to both people. So if someone is being caused physical pain, that's not good. That's not respect. If someone's being caused emotional pain, maybe you feel like you're being manipulated, or if you don't have sex, you're afraid that your spouse is going to retaliate and start talking to somebody else or going to watch porn or whatever it is, none of those things make for a healthy sex life. And so one of our must-haves on our Christmas sex list is that your marriage bed, your sex life has to be respectful, mutually respectful. Okay, the I stands for one of my favorite words. You guys hear me talk about this all the time, and it's intentional. You see, we are not just going to be able to have great marriages because we want to or because we have good hearts or because we pray for good marriages. In order for you to have a great marriage, in order for you to have a great sex life, you have to be intentional. Now, a part of being intentional comes down to planning. Back in episode nine, we had Tony and Elisa DeLorenzo of One Extraordinary Marriage on the podcast. It was a great, great interview. If you haven't listened to that, be sure to go back and listen to that. And Tony and Elisa are known for scheduling sex. Like that is actually in the subtitle of their podcast. They believe in scheduling sex. They encourage people to schedule sex. They talk about how they schedule sex. I mean, they are fully committed to the whole scheduling sex thing. And hats off to them. Sean and I actually tried the whole scheduling sex thing. And to be honest, it's just really not our thing. Like we've tried and it's lasted for like a couple of times, but we're more of the spontaneous type. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But you don't have to necessarily like get out a planner or put it in your phone, but you do need to be intentional about it. If it's been two or three weeks and you haven't had sex, not because you're not getting along or not because someone is, you know, physically unable to, but just because you're just being, dare I say, lazy or neglectful, that's not good. In order for you to have a happy and a healthy sex life, it's going to take some intentionality on your part. I literally could use the word intentional on every single podcast episode. I might get that word tattooed on me. Like I, I just, I say it all the time. I'm such a believer in intentionality and this is no different. So be sure to be intentional. That's one of our Christmas must-haves. Okay, well, speaking of spontaneous, the S in Christmas stands for, wait for it, spontaneity. Your sex life should also be spontaneous. Yes, you want to plan it out. And yes, you want to do your due diligence and be a good steward of your marriage bed. But a part of that, y'all, is you have to also develop some sort of spontaneity. When you don't expect it, your spouse should have access to you. When the kids are about to come home from school and you're going to slip in a quickie real quick, spontaneity keeps it fresh. Spontaneity keeps your sex life amazing and it, it keeps you looking forward to the next time. So do something different. Go to a different location. You don't always need to have sex in your bedroom, in your bed. Try another location in your house or outside or in the hot tub or in the shower or in your car. It doesn't matter. Just don't get arrested, okay? Don't get arrested for indecent exposure, but do something out of the box. Be spontaneous. Ladies, buy a wig. 
put on some different clothes, negligees. I mean, find stuff that's outside of your normal wheelhouse a little bit and be creative. Spontaneity is probably one of the things that will bring your sex life back into alignment quicker than anything else. You don't have to be so methodical about it. Just have fun with it and be spontaneous. Okay, so moving right along, the T in Christmas is for timely. Okay, now I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself because I just said if the kids are about to get home from school, you want to slip in a quickie. Well, you also have to time it out because you do not want little Johnny and Sally walking in on you. That is like every parent's worst nightmare. And listen, y'all, in 23 years of marriage and four kids, we have never had a kid walk in on us. Praise the Lord. Okay. But you do need to time it out. If you know that your in-laws are about to come over, or like I said, your children are about to get home from school, or the baby's about to wake up from their nap, like those things are just going to throw a monkey wrench in your plans. And so make sure that you're timing it out. If one of you likes to have sex in the morning and the other person likes to have sex at night, there's got to be some compromise there. So maybe you can say, okay, on the weekdays, we're going to have sex at night, but on the weekends, hey, let's wake up to the sunshine, baby, and have sex in the morning. And so just think about that a little bit. Sometimes people aren't having sex, not because they're evil and mean and don't want to, but because they just aren't planning it. They're just not thinking about what the day holds. They're not thinking about somebody has soccer practice at 9 a.m., so if you wake up at 830, it's probably not going to happen. But we've got to, again, be intentional, and a part of that intentionality is making sure that we're making timely sex decisions. Okay, so the M in Christmas stands for meaningful. Now, I really like to talk about this because although sex should be fun, although sex is extremely pleasurable, and although sex should be mutually beneficial, sex is also meaningful. It means something. It matters. When you get married, sex is not the only thing that you should be looking forward to in your marriage, but it's a big part of marriage. And when you come together, it should mean something. There should be an emotional connection. There should be an intimacy exchange. You should look in the eyes of the one that you love and feel something for your spouse. If you're just going through the motions and it's like, okay, we got to be timely. We got to be, you know, uh, we got to make sure that we get this in two to three times a week, but it doesn't mean anything anything to you, well, I'm going to ask you to take a step back and remember why you came together in the first place. Sex can't be the only fuel in your marriage. It's good fuel now. Don't get me wrong. It can help. But it's got to be anchored. Your marriage has to be anchored in something more than just your physical connection. But speaking of the physical connection, it does need to mean something to you. There should be some sort of soulish connection, some sort of emotional response. It doesn't mean you have to cry every single time. But if you're not feeling anything emotionally, well, that would be a concern of mine as a coach. I would tell you, okay, we need to figure out what's going on. There's some kind of blockage there that we need to decode so that you guys can actually get into that real intimacy, that into me you see. That is what makes sex meaningful. All right. So the A in Christmas is adventurous. 
I kind of talked about this a little bit when I was talking about spontaneity, but being an adventurous person, and I'm not just talking about in the bedroom. I'm talking about before you even make love. If you all are able to go on adventures together, do fun things, take a trip, go somewhere you've never been, and it doesn't have to be out of town. There are some really amazing places, I'm sure, right in your local town. This is a part of foreplay, you all. And so if you're only focusing on the act itself, then you're missing out on a big part of what actually makes that act so meaningful. So find some adventures. Go off and do something fun. Go off and do something new. Learn a new hobby together. Just enjoy being together. Go on an adventure. And then, yes, even at home, you can do fun things in your home. You can do fun things to get ready for sex. Maybe you want to take a hot bath together or maybe you want to buy different oils or whatever you want to do. I think sometimes we get in these ruts and we don't realize that the easiest thing to get out of a rut is just to do something different. It's just to do something fun. It's just to do something that you probably would normally never do. So this is the fun part of marriage is when you can actually be adventurous, when you can dream a little bit, when you can be silly, when you can have fun and just enjoy being with the one that you love. Try new positions. Try different locations. I said that earlier. Try something different. And then rounding us out, the last S in the word Christmas is sexy. Okay, hello. Sex should be sexy. I know that that's like, you know, mind blown, right? I'm telling you guys. I don't know what y'all gonna do with all this wisdom. But sex should be sexy. Women, we should feel sexy about our bodies. Men, you should feel sexy about your bodies. You don't have to be the perfect size and have zero cellulite and no body fat in order to feel sexy. You can appreciate and love the body that you're in. And can I just tell you a secret? Y'all, I've struggled with body image. I know, listen, people are like, what? You don't need to lose weight. What are you talking about? I remember growing up and I was a black girl in a mostly white school and all of my little white girlfriends were shaped very differently than me. And so I developed a complex because I didn't look like them and my body was shaped very differently than them. It took me a long time to actually appreciate the body that God gave me. And what I'm telling y'all is that if you don't love your body and if you don't feel sexy, then you're going to emit a a certain sort of energy, if I can use that word, that's going to come across to your spouse. So love your body. Take care of your body. Feed your body well. Exercise. You know, it's not about being super fit, but it's about being healthy. Go on a walk. Go on a walk together. That's great foreplay right there. A walk and talk. Listen. Y'all don't know nothing about these walk and talks, okay? Walking and talking is great foreplay. But whatever you do, feel sexy. And some of you, this is going to take a lot of work because some of us have heard lies from our culture, from our society, from family members, God forbid, even from your spouse. You've compared yourself to people that they don't even look like that. They're using filters and plastic surgeons and all kinds of things. And so learn to love your body again. Ladies, I'm going to encourage you and men. Actually, men, you can do this too. Stand in front of your mirror completely naked and thank God for the body that you have. Now, if you need to lose some weight, lose some weight. If you need to gain some weight, gain some weight. Do what you need to do to be at your best. But today, you need to appreciate the body that you have. Be proud about it. 
Ladies, if you have stretch marks, those are battle scars. You brought life into this world. Don't be ashamed of your stretch marks. Don't be ashamed of your little cottage cheese thighs or whatever you might have. That's your body. You have to love it. If you don't love it, your spouse isn't going to love it. And that's going to come across in the bedroom. You're going to be self-conscious. You're going to want to have the lights out all the time. And that just doesn't make for a fun experience. So just own it. And like I said, if you need to do things to take care of yourself better, well, then gosh darn it, let's do it. Okay, let's let's we're about to walk into a new year, new year, new you. All right. I get all that. But in the meantime, I want you guys to remember to appreciate your body, to feel sexy, because when you feel sexy, that is going to come across in the bedroom. I can honestly say that in 23 years of marriage, and Sean can attest to this, I have never come to bed with like sweatpants on and shirts with holes in them. And I'm cold natured, y'all. I love me a good sweatpant, okay? But when I come to bed with my husband, that is not the place for the sweatpants, okay? This is just my opinion. I know some of y'all are shaking your heads like, she just don't know. Sweatpants are where it's at. Okay, well, you keep on wearing your sweatpants, but I'm trying to tell you how to be sexy, okay? Sweatpants are not sexy. They're just not. All right. So think about what you're going to wear when you go to bed. You don't have to have on a full out Victoria's Secret negligee, but can we at least act like we're going to present ourselves to our spouses? I would encourage you to take a shower before you go to bed. I mean, Sean and I take showers every single night. We never miss a night because I just have this thing. I feel like you need to wash the day off of you. All right. You need to get the germs and the whatever's you need to get all that stuff off of you so that you can present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to your spouse. (laughs) Okay, and so get clean. Smell good. Now, I wear a bonnet. okay, and so I'm not even going to sit up here and lie and be like, oh, I don't wear a bonnet. Listen, what we're not going to do is have these braids being messed up. All right. So I do wear a bonnet after we've had our adult time. Okay. And it's so funny because like if I have on a bonnet, Sean's like, can you take that bonnet off? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take the bonnet off, but the bonnet's coming back on when we're done. All right. So do what you need to do in order to feel sexy, whatever sexy feels like to you, do it. All right. There we have it, you guys. We walk through these nine letters in the word Christmas. And so I'm going to recap for you real quick. Our Christmas sex must haves. Your sex should be committed, holy, respectful, intentional, spontaneous, timely, meaningful, adventurous, and sexy. So I hope that this helps you all. I hope that you have the greatest sex that you've ever had this Christmas. And can I just tell y'all, I read this article earlier today, and the article was saying that traditionally the holidays are when a lot of marriages end up suffering because spouses are not engaging in their sexual activity. Now, I thought, well, isn't that interesting? And I'm guessing it's just in the hustle and the bustle and the buying the Christmas decorations and the Christmas parties and all of these things that we begin to neglect each other. And I just think that we need to be really careful about that. I mean, that's just in general. We never want our spouses to feel like they're on the back burner for all the things that we're doing, all the running around, all right? But what a gift that you can give your spouse. Just wake them up early on Christmas morning and be like, hey, baby, before you go downstairs to that Christmas tree, I have a gift for you. Y'all talk about spontaneous. If you've never done that before, you are going to blow your spouse's mind, all right? Just do it and then write me and tell me how it went. 
All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. I hope that this has been meaningful to you, and I really do hope that you will employ some of these tactics into your sex life. I want us, this Real Relationship Talk community, to have the best sex, to have our marriages actually thriving, because there is this lie out there that marriage is boring and married sex is boring and you need multiple partners, and none of that is true. You need to reconnect with the one that you fell in love with, And you need to just employ some of these practices and you just wait. You are going to be absolutely thrilled with what you two create together. So thank you so much for listening today. If you would like the show notes for this episode, you can visit realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 71. I'll have links to some of the other podcast episodes that I mentioned, as well as some resources that will help you to have a very sexy Christmas. So love you all so much and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.